reach out Think your skin can bring you so much pain Now I hear you say You got the best of both ways Won't you come and take a walk in my shoes And tell me if you take my place Under the Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Inside Running Podcast, Shoe Geeks episode, and a financial special. So, uh, two busy lads with me, own their own businesses. How's life going over there? Thanks for joining me in, um, just before the end of financial year. You both look stressed. <laughs> I'm not that stressed. End of financial year is for the accountant to worry about, not me. True, yeah. You'll receive the bill next week. Mm. Tommy, how are you, mate? I know um, you've moved house recently. I'm Tell right. the people where you've moved to. Yeah, I've moved to um, Oyster Bay, so I'm a shyer, shyer guy now. So um, that means nothing yeah, exactly, for me here. It's actually worked out. It's worked out okay with um, end of financial financial year because um, I'm a, I've opened a clinic in Caringbar, mm-hmm. and so I've had to buy all this equipment for Very it. Very good. So, good. And how's it all I'm, looking? What's that? How's it all looking? Yeah, it's okay. It's getting there. Just stressful. Just. There's always things you forget. Like I'm just like, oh, this, that, this, then it's just, yeah. But... Is it like a, another sports medicine facility, or are you in with a, a group of like, you know, other allied health practitioners, or? So it's a physio practice, um, yep. and there's a sports doctor in there as well. Nice. So, so think, Tom, yeah. what's what's been your favourite purchase? Like, what have you loved going out researching and buying? <laughs> um, nothing exciting, is there? There's um. The, the, the orthotic grind is always fun to mm. research if there's anything else new and better out there, but I went back to my old trusty in the end. Do you um, go to a medical grade or do you get like go to like an industrial uh, place that builds, you know, you know uh, carpentry grinders and stuff and just modify it yourself? Nah, yeah, no, nah, because I've, I've used the carpentry grinders and you just don't mm. get the, um, the, the RPM, like it's just too slow. So you need that yeah. real high, high, high spinning rates for the, for, yeah. the, for the foams and that sort of stuff. So. No, I just went straight for the um, the, the stock standard um, one I've been using. Nothing too exciting. Yeah. Mm. All right. No, no special shockwave. You haven't gone down the sort of you know the the hail mary placebo pathway. Nothing fancy. So I was talking about this. Like we had this having a lot of conversations up at the the, the national sports podiatry conference around like technology and utilization within practice and that sort of stuff. Which actually is what the other the APOD A the other association um, mm. uh, event was the week before all about technology, implementing technology. And I don't know, like, to be honest, I still don't see that much benefit. Um, maybe because I don't use it. Um, so I don't, I don't have that firsthand experience, but I just, I'm pretty old school, just having mm. the conversation with the person and figuring out um, things via history and then just a physical exam and mm. that sort of stuff rather than using yeah. Pressure, pressure plates and insure systems and Got all it. that sort of stuff. I agree. Agree highly. So what about you, Julian? How's uh, one, the running going? And two, the shop? How's it all going? Shop's good. Shop's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, funny time of the year for the shop because we're getting different, uh, like it's a changeover between first half of the year and second half. A lot of the time the brands break their years into two seasons. Mm-hmm. So the first half of the year, second half of the year, and they'll either give a color update to a model or a full update. 
And so that's um, sort of occurring as we speak. And because there are still some delays, so there's a lot of product that we were supposed to be getting that um, hasn't arrived yet. And then some stuff that was supposed to come in January is now arriving mm. like in, in June. But the back half stuff for the same brand is not delayed. And so it's all <laughs> arriving at once. So we're getting... <laughs> We're getting all of the first half of the year's stock arrive in June and all the back half of the year's stock arrive in June. <laughs> Look, so, we haven't even asked recently, yeah. like, you know, moving from Ballarat to Geelong, what, is there much difference? Are there more road runners there you're selling or more trail shoes? I'm assuming there's not much trail around Geelong besides Yu Yangs at all? Or Down the surf coast where we live is heaps of trail. It's yep. just, it's not, like, the, the most popular trail where we live is the surf coast trail, which runs mm. from... Torquay down to Anglesey or even on further, you can go all the way on the surf coast walk down to like Fairhaven, mm -hmm. uh, Mogs Creek. Um, but the, the most popular track is from Torquay to Bells Beach and back and and it's very light sort of grind, like the tan, that sort of trail. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Uh, so we like our trail, our technical trail market is lower, but our mm -hmm. daughter trail market is Door to trail market is bigger. So we're finding that a lot of the trail shoes we sell are the ones that feel most like a road shoe. Got um, it. It's like a Pegasus Trail and things like that. Yeah. Pegasus yeah. Trail, Ultra, Timp, mm. um, New Balance, More, Trail More, uh, yep. just softer shoes, shoes that like aren't like a, that foreign from the road shoe version of whatever that customer is wearing. And, mm. and so, yeah, it's like it's hard to get that type of shoe right from a brand to to be able to make a good hybrid. The new Absolutely. Peg Trail 4 is pretty nice though. Like that's a that's a solid offering. I've been seeing that on the hockey field recently. People have been going to that for hockey here in South Australia. So I'm not sure if it's just like it feels more like a running shoe, enough lug to grab grab the like the surface of uh, synthetic. Yeah, there's mm. hockey players have always sort of like the Solomon shoes mm. and also the Mizuno Daiichi. It's oh, yeah. that would that would actually be the shoe I would wear for for hockey because it has a mm. lip the rubber yeah, yeah. like a strong outer sole lip comes up to protect the toes from um getting yeah. hit with a stick or the ball yeah whereas yeah the, the peg trail i'm not sure if that's my shoe for hockey because it's the like at the toe box it's basically just like a light mesh yeah um, but it's yeah like it's a it's a really comfortable shoe and doesn't matter how technical a shoe is supposed to be if it doesn't feel good straight out it's not going to work and so I think I think people have to like these brands focus too much on the intricate details of trail shoes when they have to get back mm -hmm. to just being comfortable. That's it. Well, tell us what you've been running in though. So I see Bree's been running more than you have recently, or mm. yeah, Bree's taken my spot in the group. Um, mm. So now I stay home on Sunday mornings, look after Pia while Bree goes runs the long run. <laughs> That's uh, good. Last night ran with the with the running pram with Bree on the bike. It was oh, nice. didn't, you, didn't you say you'd never do that? I'm pretty sure I, I remember you saying you'd, that's ridiculous. You'd never do a running pram. I've, I've said lots of things before, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of things I've said, but what mm. I actually do is different. Um, so, yeah, I've been running about 30 to 40K a week uh, consistently, and, like, I'm starting to feel better gradually. I've had three main shoes in the rotation. First mm. one, can't remember whether I showed this last time or not, yeah, Caldera, um, nice. I think Caldera six. Did I show this? Can you remember? I reckon you showed it on the main show, maybe. I reckon. So uh, 
Okay. Well, I might have talked about it. Um, so the Caldera 6 is Brooks's new – well, uh, they've had the Caldera for five versions. The 6 is quite different. It uses their new foam that we're going to see in the Glycerin and the Gl yeah. Glycerin GTS. It's called DNA Loft 3, I think. I think that's what they call it. Yes, it's um, the Loft 3, yeah. yep. Love three, yep. Well, in the Aurora as well. I think um, that test, that's right. that, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is. And it's going to come through in those the Glycerin franchise. And um, I got this one a little early just through slipping it through in order when I wasn't supposed to on the um, on the Brooks portal. And <laughs> it, it's out now, but I love the foam. The foam has yeah. guts. It has response. It's really stable. No chance of bottoming this out. I'm, I think this is one of the best foams that I've used in a – training shoe in a very long time um in terms of this shoe it is a light lug pattern um so you can see underneath like so that'll uh, act that'll act as a hybrid for you pretty well wouldn't it so you can go on the road yeah yeah hybrids are good like this will be a hybrid it's soft Mm. enough for the road i I have some concrete footpaths that join the trail so i run on it um so if i have to go on the concrete it's fine Mm. it's not like we your foot actually sits down within the shoe so there's yep. big sidewalls to it. Um, yep. One of the issues I've found with the sidewalls is that they're a bit narrow and my foot actually rests on the sidewall. And I, <laughs> I just I occasionally get like a pressing pain on the outside of my foot because my mm. foot's not sitting flat inside the shoe, the little, like the outside sitting on the wall. I'm so pretty that's sure, just. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this, didn't I? As we spoke about this recently about with how that happens in hockers, I've seen some people come in with yep. irritation on the styloid, which is like the base of the fifth metatarsal on the lateral aspect of the foot. Mm. Um, but I think that's that's one downside of trying to get stability with the sidewall, I think, is just those people with that anatomy that just presses in like that into it. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You did say that last time. Um, mm. Also, the slight another issue is this toe cap's quite firm. So, yep. again, this is another pet peeve of mine is shoes that come with really hard toe caps. Um, because my foot like gets sensitive to that pressure up there. I wear my shoes like I'm in between 11 and a half and 12, but I always prefer the 11 and a half. But yeah. with, with these hard toe caps, like so, what we're assuming we're assuming that's to protect you from kicking a rock on the trail or whatever. That's what it's that's, there for. That's or? What, yeah, that, that's basically it. And it, it, yeah. it also helps keep your foot contained on top of the shoe. But mm. I, I feel like it's just a little harsh for um, everyday running. Got um, it. There is like this, if you see a segmented outside mm. lateral medial design yep. to sort of contort to the um, the variances underfoot in the trail. Yep. So that's the Caldera 6. I'm, I'm liking nice. it. And now I have two shoes from on running. Uh, so firstly, the Stratus, which uh, outside the Monster, this is their most cushioned shoe. I'm not going to go deep dive on the brand or anything, um, but – this is supposed to be their most cushioned neutral shoe. It's also, it feels like to me, it's their most stable shoe. So think about this, comparing it to like underfoot, maybe a Brooks Ghost, um, a Mizuno Rider type feel. I found yeah. it very firm. Um, I like the rigidity. I like how stiff the shoe is. Like it's got a bit of give, but it's still rigid enough that I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's protective. The upper is beautiful. Um, no problems with the fit. It's very deep heel cut, so you can see like very hard heel counter as well. Feels really mm. quite supportive, almost like boot-like through the back, kind of like a Mizuno, to be honest. 
Um, mm. Underfoot, though, very firm. I've enjoyed it on the treadmill or on dirt roads, but as soon as I get on the concrete, I found it a little harsh. I'm used to softer shoes. So, Look, and that's not just the foam. That's also the speedboard being quite superficial as well, right? The speedboard is like that struggle board type thing at the, mm. at the bottom. Um, is that what you're referring to, like a plate? Yeah, yeah. So it sits closer to the foot uh, just under the sock liner, really. So it's... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel that when I put it on when I walk, and I definitely feel that a little bit even the shoe you're going to show you next as well. So, yep. Yeah, well, this is the on Cloud Monster, and um, you can see this shoe has sort of a little bit more toe spring. Um, it's a bit higher stack, and you can see this lug here is a pronounced mm. almost rock point just under this, this lug yep. or um, what do they call these things? What does the brand call them? Oh, I, sorry, I should know. Cloud Tech? I don't know. Cloud Tech, yeah, Cloud Tech. Uh, pods, Cloud Tech Pod, is it? I'm not sure. Oh, that was the, like, pod. The, uh, garden, the garden hose, the garden hose cushioning. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so underneath that pod, I feel the rock point. Um, I've actually, this is a shoe that I have really enjoyed running in. Um, mm. I think the fit, again, is spot on. On the really nice uppers in their shoe. Uh, it's not too narrow. It's not too wide. When I cinch the laces, I get a good lockdown. Mm. Um, no slippage through the heel. Um, what else? Up front, up toe here. Again, this is sort of a this is soft up front, so I can wear it a little shorter. Mm -hmm. But this this shoe for me, running on my midfoot, I feel like if you hit the right spot on this rocker, oh boy, it's nice. Yeah. Um, mm. It's it's very propulsive feeling. It's very poppy. It's not super spongy like an invincible. I'd compare it to a um, uh, the feeling of, or oh, how would I compare this? Like a Zoom Fly? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Zoom Fly could be the. Hmm, I reckon there's a better one than that. Yeah, like I thought. I thought it would be an Infinity with a bit of plastic board in there. I reckon that's what it would feel like. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's it's definitely not like spongy soft, but it is mm. pronounced toe spring and rocker. So mm. you could. Like I, I'm just jogging in my shoes. Feels good to jog in, but I reckon you could get going in if you wanted to. Um, Absolutely, I think it feels. I think it yeah. feels better when you get going in it. To be honest. Yeah, well, I haven't mm. had that problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's been no getting going on my end. Um, but yeah, they're the three in my um, rotation. Well, I have more, but they're the three that I've been testing, and. Yep. I'm not going to do a lot of miles in this. Maybe only yep. when it's real soft. Maybe treadmill. Um, but I can see myself getting through 800 Ks of that. And yep. when it gets a bit wetter, this is really nice on the track too. So I'll stick to these three until we see some newer models hit later in the month. Well, that Caldera, Tom, for, for you next door to Royal Park now, that's perfect for you. Yeah, it's looking good. I reckon I like that one. Mm. bit heavy for Tom, I reckon. True. Bit of jogging, though. Numbers. Nah, I'll be all right. Jogging. All right. Tom, tell us, a couple of weeks ago you were jogging more than all of us. Um, is that still the case? No, I haven't run for two weeks. Oh. <laughs> it's so it's depressing. Over. It's over. Uh, I'm hoping to run today. So, ah. yeah, it's exciting. Um, but give uh, us a rundown. Yeah. You, have been, you have shoes, though. You've got a lot of shoes on hand. Yeah, the problem is I've got a lot of shoes that just haven't been worn. So, mm. um, before, uh, so, yeah, so what happened? So, uh, yeah, I've just been a bit sick. So I had flu and then Lana, my wife's got COVID and the flu. So I've just been, and we had the move. So yeah, it's been a bit mm. hectic. But um, prior to all that, um, I, I actually had a couple of sessions. Um, 
I was back in the next percent and the Sky version one. And now obviously yep. I've got, I do have the Sky Plus, the second iteration, which I haven't been out of wear yet. Um, but I still like version one. I like, I, it's up there, like probably my second favorite super shoe um, as opposed to the Vaporfly, which would be number one for me. Um, I really enjoy that shoe. So um, I took that with me away um, on that conference a few weeks ago, um, had that and uh, I actually had a shoe that I didn't, that I hadn't worn because I was hoping to do some trails up on Noosa National mm. Park up there, the um, Asics Fuji Light, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of like, it's soft, so it's kind of like it's got the midsole um, density of maybe like a cumulus or... It's uh, high stack now, isn't it? No, it's still like, no, it's, it's not that high. Yeah. So yeah. That's, so it, it's soft, but it's still like not super cushioned just because it's it's still relatively low to the ground. Is that the Tribuco that went high stack then? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Tribuco so like went high stack. Mm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that shoe. Like it's, that's quite a nice soft kind of could do it hybrid which i used it for that purpose like a little bit of road a little bit of trail um the interesting thing because i because we chatted recently as well about um your your issue knitter with um you're becoming a little bit old and reliant on cushioning (laughs) Um, everything nothing's soft enough for you these days Um, i remember like doing a cross-country race a couple years ago but it was half on dirt half on that and i wore the lunar racer and thinking this is such a soft soft shoe yeah. Now I could hardly wear the shoe, I reckon. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I spent that weekend away. So normally at work I wear running shoes. So like I'm in a in like mm. a casual pair of Adidas Boost. Um it's so like I mean always I'm always in soft shoes. I'm running in in soft stuff, working in soft stuff. Um I spent a weekend um in a pair of vans, which I'd never wear <laughs> vans, but Lana Lana bought me a pair and I was like, I'll take them. I'll, I'll wear them. She's trying to make me look more fashionable. And um <laughs> And I, so I spent the weekend in these shoes, like, and they're obviously heaps firmer than what I'm used to. Mm. Um, and then I get back on the Monday or whatever, whatever day it was. And um, I was trying on a few shoes, like, what am I going to wear today? Um, and I, I put on uh, a pair that I had had for a while, but hadn't run in the, um, the Mizuno Wave Rider Neo. Oh, yeah. Um, and... And I reckon normally that would have felt like pretty firm, but because mm-hmm. I just spent a whole weekend, I reckon just just one weekend in vans, I was like, "Oh, this is plush." I felt like <laughs> it was so cushioned. I'm like, "Wow, this is so cushioned." Uh, um, so no, actually, I enjoyed that shoe. So I've done a little bit of running in that until I got sick. Um, but to that point, like, I think it's quite it's quite interesting that all it took for me, I think, was a weekend in a hard shoe to kind of reset things a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this is." kind of so i do think i do think people's preferences can be um altered depending on gradually how they utilize their rotation and whether they're just using always using soft stuff and never touching back to it to something lower stack and they become a little bit um yeah um used to um that that look there's there's no doubt you get that perception i reckon at the end of summer i was doing more workouts on the track and every shoe you know, it gets exposed to touch more on a hard surface. And I reckon, you know, if I was wearing a dragonfly for like, you know, um, two kilometers worth of work at the end of the workout, while it feels soft underfoot, geez, like a high stack shoe the next day feels much softer again. So look, I think during the winter phase, people are doing a lot more jogging and threshold work. It's probably easy that people are wearing more jogging shoe and more super shoe when they are, when they are running that, you know, they do gravitate to softer shoes. That's where the market lands. 
we have a young girl who's just joined our group. She's um she doesn't have a super shoe yet. So her current workout shoe is the Hyperion Tempo. Um which costs cost the same as a super shoe, right? But you know, Tom, that is um that is similar to a like a lunar a lunar racer almost or a lunar trainer. Like it's not a soft shoe, but so she's gonna get a bit of a shock when she goes into a super shoe. Like about can you remember the first feeling when you whacked on like an X like a four percent? Like I can hardly remember yeah. what it felt like, but I remember it was really dramatic. Whereas you just yeah. don't get that now anymore. So Yeah, true. Yeah, very true. I won't mm. forget the first time I ran the four percent. That was yeah. Yeah, that was that was Fuka Loka, wasn't it? Or was it just before? Oh uh, yeah, that's the first time I raced. Uh, no, the yep. first time I raced in it was um, City to Surf 2017. I got the shoes yeah. like uh, the first drop online, um, like the week before City to Surf. Mm. I did like a little jog in it just before the race, and I was like, "There's no way I'm not wearing this," even though like I'd, I'd done one little 20 minute jog in it. Yeah, phenomenal, mate. I remember. Um, I reckon I, we went for a jog with 2000 before 2019 Gold Coast Marathon. I went for a jog with Millie Clark the day before, and she'd never worn an um a next percent, and uh, she was planning to wear the the Zoom Fly at the time, like the second version, you know, the fly knit one. And I think the shoes arrived the day before her race, and she ended up just putting them on and running. She had a, like 228 that day, I think it was, pretty much a solo run, and she ran away. But these shoes you can just put on straight away from the get go um and no drums at all they're not leather you just wear them straight away they feel fantastic so mm. so the jogging shoes now like um i mean you you guys haven't been wearing this this is what i've been wearing for more than most of my shoes talk about making me soft now it's dirty so <laughs> it went to the trails yesterday this is the super cold the trails TC. yeah the trail. that, that should not be happening look, no, look i've got an explanation for this but i'll go through the shoe first so julie you know it pretty well i think it's 47 is it 47 at the rear? Correct. Um, yeah. There's not there's not a lot of sidewall here. Um, there's a bit of sidewall, but not much. And I think it's an eight mil drop. Is that right? It is. Yep. Yeah. Correct. And it feels, um, you know, it's got this energy arc on the base. So you can see a bit of bark stuck in the base here. <laughs> um, it's been chewed up a little bit. I'm not sure what this little rubber zone is here. I'm assuming it's to protect the plate a touch more in the forefoot. Um, but yeah, 48 mils of, um, rear foot, um, rear foot, uh, stack. And then yeah, close to, <laughs> close to 40 in the forefoot almost as well. It's an extraordinary shoe. If anything offloads your calves. So the reason I'm wearing this all week is because I did my first workout in ages on Tuesday and my calves are cooked, not because of the shoes, just because I'm not in condition to run fast. And so this shoe, I don't feel any calf soreness in this shoe. It's been brilliant. So it's keeping me jogging between um, calf adapting, which has taken a while at 36. So uh, this is probably the most enjoyable shoe I've run in out of all the high stack one, but it couldn't make you any softer, I don't think. So, but it's <laughs> nice on trail. It's nice on road. It's quite heavy. I mean, you can't have a shoe like this and not expect it to be semi-heavy. So I think it's maybe 320 or 30 grams for a size 10. Um, oh, I didn't think it was that much. Have you well, said the actual mo- I don't think you said the model name. People that are listening hey, that aren't watching. The, the Supercomp TC, New Balance. Supercomp Super Trainer. Supercomp yep. Trainer. Uh, trainer, yeah, that's right. You've got a low-stack low version of this Supercomp coming out soon, don't you? The Supercomp Pacer comes out. Yeah. And that's – but yeah, well, there's two. There's three shoes coming out. Supercomp Trainer, which you're holding. Yep. Supercomp Elite V3, which is an update to the RC Elite mm-hmm. V2. That's been pushed back to February. And then the Supercomp Pacer, which may have already dropped, is like uh, a low, a low stack plated racing flat. So it goes firm. in, yeah, it goes in the Takumi and the um, Takumi no, type range. Lower, lower, lower again. There you go. Oh, it yep. feels lower to me anyway. Is Legal? It, is um, it a full is length, it... full full length carbon plate? Yes. Is it legal on track? Not on track. Okay. Yep. 
Like, interesting. It would have been nice to put one legal on track to it see would, how it went. But yeah. it's, they've, they've had a hard enough time, I reckon, putting a plate in a shoe that's only like, I don't mm. know, it could be mm. 28, 30 mil high. Um, yep. it, you I, can tell like it, 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 it has trouble getting that sort of rocker or that toe yep. off that spring. Yep. This is like, it's not the most stable shoe, but it, the carbon makes it more stable. You can see the huge segmentation that goes all the way through from rear to about two thirds up to the forefoot. Um, the upper is that single piece type synthetic material with the, it, I mean, so if you turn around a bend, for example, the upper moves with the foot a lot, so it doesn't lock you down that well, but it's, you know, the rear foot counter is semi stiff. Um, so it's not completely compliant. Um, so yeah, look, this is a, this is a shoe that you can probably pack in your bag and you can do a tempo, you can do a long run, you can do an easy run. Uh, it's a pretty easy shoe um to put on so but yeah in regards to um you know wearing this in an invincible i find a more stable invincible but probably just higher off the ground again so i've been rotating between that and the monster so um it's, it's a lot of offloading of the calf and there's been about a 10 mil heel pitch put into the monster as well because the monster has so much volume and i can put a lot of heel pitch in there so um yeah, wow. i actually went for a jog this morning in this shoe this is the first time i've run with this this is the um the new um asics counter light third version um so to keep it really simple i don't i can't give huge feedback on it besides this is the first um nimbus the first light series shoe that i've worn that i don't bottom out so um the foam is maybe a slightly higher durometer potentially or it's just purely the geometry of the midsole it's flared a lot laterally and medially so the surface area is extremely large it felt really stable underfoot the upper is nice and light it does have a little bit of a rear foot rocker to it, Tom, but maybe aesthetically, yeah. um, but a little bit to it more than um, than previous versions. But it, yeah. I can't feel that too much. It's, it's really far back in the shoe, so I don't yeah. really notice that much at all. But, um, yeah, I, don't, I haven't even been given the um, the specs for this shoe yet, so I, I will probably come back to it after I've done more running in the shoe. And uh, But otherwise, really lightweight, stable, mileage shoe. Um, has a few, maybe a few Kiwana feels, but maybe softer, I reckon. Yeah. Um, so, but otherwise, really nice update from them. I probably couldn't wear the first two versions too well. Like I sort of bottomed the forefoot out a bit too much or they felt a bit harsh, but they were still stable as well, the first two versions. I actually didn't mind them. They just, on the hard surface, I struggled with them, but that's probably me more so than anything else. And since I've been coming back into a couple more workouts, this is the shoe that I missed um, ages ago. And I'm not sure why, to be honest, but um, this is the RC Elite 2. So, Obviously, Julian just mentioned that the um, this gets a name change in the next version. So you said the Super Comp Elite, is that right? Correct. Yep. And uh, using their full fuel cell midsole carbon plate in the shoe, um, this is their super shoe. Look, it's a completely different shoe to the first one. Um, this is the most enjoyable training shoe I own for faster workouts. Um, so it's soft underfoot. It, I think it reacts really well to running maybe slightly slower paces. So more like closer to marathon pace and not quite as poppy as um, a next percent or even some of the new ASICS Metaspeed Sky Plus or Edge Plus. Um, so really like um, oh, forgiving racing trainer. So I've done a couple of workouts on this, returning back to it, and it's been really, really nice. So look, I could probably do a long run of this shoe as well. I think that's probably what I'd wear this for. It's more like a pickup type run for marathon blocks, which I'm not currently doing, but it's a shoe that I just haven't worn previous. I don't know if you guys have worn this much. Julian would have, I don't think Tom has. Have you guys worn this guy compared it to other other super shoes on the market? Yeah, I've I've run in it last year, got a pair, and found that it was um, it's less rocket, it's less springy than others, but it's yep. more cushion and and yep. that's probably why I felt like it like you do. I could mm-hmm. I could jog in it. 
So yep. I, I don't I don't necessarily feel like it's that fast of a shoe, but um, mm. I I did appreciate the cushioning, uh, the surface area. I thought the fit was really nice. Um, yep. And yeah, I, I I would I would use it as a yeah, like like you would basically. Yep. And I, and I, I, you can do marathon workouts in it. I know, like mm. it's close. It's close. It, yep. It's really close. And I think the next version, when they take some geometry that we're seeing the trainer and bring yep. it to the the race model, like I can see that being a winner. But yeah, brilliant. Yeah, just gotta gotta wait for that now. Yeah, that's so. You said that's February, didn't you? And that comes in a wider yeah. version of memory. Um, I think, I think that's for men I only. I think for men only. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that going to be the same foam? Do you know? As the uh, super comp, it will be. Okay. I'm yep, not sure the, the intricate differences between the um, fuel cells. To be honest. Um, Look, and I know this is for next month. I know you guys all have one of these as well. And I've only done the one workout, so I can't be – or actually two workouts in the shoe, so I can't be um, – you know, we're not giving a review this month. But this is um, the ASIC's new Metaspeed Sky Plus. Um, so thanks to the Inside Running Podcast for sending this one through and also Jason from ASICS later on. What was interesting, you guys were talking about sidewall before around the styloid process. Tom, you felt this? This um, yeah, the sidewall is not at the rear foot. It's not yeah. right at the styloid process. Yeah. Yeah. But look, on, on visual, it looks like the forefoot's higher than the rear foot, doesn't it? Uh, in terms of stack height, it runs off, I think, like a 39 at the rear and I think a 35 at the forefoot. And um, and the plate's really high in the shoe. So they haven't, and we'll talk about this in the next, in one of the segments that we have today as well. But um, initially, this shoe felt much better running faster. So the opposite to the RC Elite 2. So if I did a fast rep closer to 3 to 310 pace, this shoe felt fairly poppy. But at slower paces, I really sort of struggled to um, uh, to maybe get over the rocker. Perhaps I felt like if I hit at the rear part of the shoe through here, it took a while to get over the rocker that was superficial. If I hit it really much in this sweet spot in the last 10 centimetres of the shoe, I got a lot of pop. And I think that was the concept, wasn't it? A really high plate so the foam beneath the plate and the shoe can compress more to store and release energy for that long striding gait. I'm pretty sceptical of that one. But, um, but Tom has the edge as well. So I'm interested to see how it functions differently to the edge. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully, I can right. be doing some runs soon. Try them out. Good collection of shoes, fellas. Um, so, Tom, I know, I know this isn't this isn't gonna. You're not gonna be able to answer this question. So, I'm gonna change the question for you. <laughs> Instead okay. of what shoes have you seen on the long run? What were the five most recent shoes that came through the clinic on the feet of patients? Jeez, give me Good a one. heads up. <laughs> um, there's been there's been a there's been a, G, a couple of GT two thousands come in lately. Mm. Wow, still see a lot of, still see a lot of ASICs. Um, particularly with the footy players, their their trainers are normally their runners are normally the ASICs. Um, otherwise, that's interesting. Have the boys like from Sydney uh, moved into doing their time trials in next percent and things like that as well, or? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them were doing like had next yep. percent and alphas. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and yep. then a few of them got injured, and there was some some uh, blame like la- uh, uh, label maybe on the shoes, but you know, blame the shoes. We know shoes don't cause injury, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could pull knitter up on that one. Recent mm. comments. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, there's um, what what else I have recently. Um, Probably had 
Yeah, so had a, a next percent. Had a guy come in, run crew guy, and lead up to Gold Coast. He had a irritation, I think, from the, you know, that re- that that collar on the next percent. Oh that yeah. Pad? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I was, I to- as I told him at the time, like there's actually been a few people that have had that issue, like mm. insertion or Achilles being flared by that 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 yep. real focal pad lip that came around there. So he was having a real frictional problem around that. Around Did that, that disappear pad. in the next percent too, or was that still in the next no, percent too? I can't there. remember. They're still there. So yeah. it, it stays, but yeah. but he found uh, interestingly because he had both, like the pain <laughs> was much less in the in the next percent too. Mm. And when you look at the the heel cup shape, it was a little bit more vertical and not as like um, not as yeah, tapered in. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> possible that pad just was sitting in a slightly different position, but still the same pad. Um, all right. That's yeah. all I'm gonna give who who is wearing what? No, you don't have to say who. But what did you see on the long run? Look, so we had about ten people in the long run. I was saying to you off air that out of ten people running, only two people were wearing the same shoe. So this is what I saw. So and I'll I'll give a notable mention for the worst shoe selection and the best shoe selection out of this as well. So yours is so, the worst. Absolutely, <laughs> it's not even a question. Look, uh, the Pegasus Thirty Six I saw. Um, and which you know, I don't see too much of that anymore. But Pegasus 36, not bad on the trail though, the segmented out. So, I saw two Clifton 8s. Um, I saw a pair of New Balance 1080s, they were white at the start, they were not white at the end. Hmm. Uh, a Triumph 19, uh, an Ultra Mont Blanc, which I reckon notably probably was the best choice for the trail on the day. Granted, Gluey does work at the running company, so can select shoes a bit better than the average person. A Nimbus 2 or Nimbus, Nimbus Light. Uh, two or three. I think the two or three are the same shoe almost, aren't they? Just an upper change, right? Can't, c- uh, couldn't tell yeah, you if yeah, it was yeah, a, Couldn't give you the second or third, but Nimbus Light, Infinity 2, and a Super Comp TC, which was arguably the worst decision for the run. Um, only <laughs> when it was really... Trainer, Michael. Trainer, sorry. Super yeah, comp. trainer. Trainer, that's it. I'm just uh, stuck in the, the past when you sent me that, um, that fuel cell TC years ago. Yeah. Before well, it became yeah, the racer. I love that there's a big mix. And it's something that I, I use as, as an example in store all the time. And, like, it, it's it's a frustration when there's a customer who goes, my friend wears this. I'd like, like, she said, this is the one. This is a good shoe. This is the one I should try. Um, and then the next question is, well, what's another good shoe? Um, and it's... <laughs> it, it, I just say, look, there's a, we have a training group. There might be 15 people there. Everyone wears a different shoe. So yep. good, good runners don't wear this shoe. Slow runners don't wear that shoe. Yep. Um, it's, it's just very different. And there are so many good shoes out there that, like, we don't pigeonhole into good and bad look, anymore. If, if, if I told you that I told these guys six months from now we're going to catch up for another long run, I'm going to do the same thing. I guarantee no one's wearing the same shoe again, but I guarantee almost everyone's wearing a slightly different shoe to, to each other once again, except for maybe Zach, who just continues to buy the Nimbus Light. So, um, for everything. <laughs> yeah, well, they're buying a lot of pairs then. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. They don't getting out of them. Yeah. He's a lightweight boy, so he sort of he can he can get a bit more out of them. Um. All right, that's good. I'm going to throw a question at you now. Uh, this one, had, we, we see a lot of plated shoes on the market now and we have podiatrists who refer for plated shoes to unload certain areas like the Achilles or the first metatarsal joint. Mm-hmm. 
Now, if someone goes into a running store and goes, where are the plated shoes? Are they all going to do the same job or are there differences between um, the different models that have carbon plates in them? Look, I'll let Tom start with this because he asked a question in our group the other day about carbon plates. So we've been, Podiatra's been using carbon plates for years prior to carbon shoes to try and offload, you know, midfoot or big toe arthritis. But Tom, you've been working with footballers and things and using carbon plates that are you're placing into a shoe and you've also been prescribing shoes that have carbon plates in them. There'd be a time and place for one compared to another as well, isn't there? And obviously now we've got shoes that have different dimensions of plates and geometries of plates within the midsole now. So where do you start? Uh, probably start right back at like the purpose, which would be like you've mentioned, Julian, we are using them primarily as a injury thing, like so to offload something. Um, but the, a lot of the reason they're in shoes at the moment is for like a performance benefit <clears throat> or, or to work synergistically with the foams to provide stability to aid in that performance benefit. Um, <clears throat> so, I guess the, the simplest thing with with us when you think about offloading um, with a plate or the probably the biggest rationale for it helping mm. would be around the forefoot joints. Mm. And we know like from from research around um, the super shoes, around work, around joints, is that the carbon plate reduces workload of the MPJ, so the forefoot joints, the, the joints just the base of the toes. Um, so it reduce, reduces workload, it would reduce extension, so mobility as well of those joints. Mm. So if you've got arthritic joints that already mm. have limited motion and don't like going through full range of extension in a flexible shoe, the, the carbon plate is a fantastic option for that. Mm. It's interesting you mentioned the Achilles because I don't often recommend carbon plates for Achilles. Um, I actually find that if if the plate's too stiff, it can actually increase Achilles load. So I'm really careful with with shoes that are very that are really stiff for people with Achilles pathology. Um, it, it seems that the feature of the super shoe that helps Achilles is more the rocker rather than the plate. So if there's a really good forefoot rocker, I think that can, and there's some research around that helping reduce mm -hmm. Achilles load and work around the ankle. Um, that's, that is interesting. Yeah. Just, to, just to butt in there a little bit, Tom, like, with the geometry of the rockers placed into midsoles as well, that, that's more interesting because the plates that you put into shoes, for example, they don't have a lot of curvature to them. They're mildly curved, so they fit within the shoe complex, right? Mm. But the ones that go within a 40 mil stack midsole, they can curve them a lot more as well, which means, you know, I think it's the concept of the edge and the sky plus is that the curve of the plate is quite different from one to another which ideally you can probably compress the foam more superficially on the edge before you hit the plate. Maybe that acts as a slightly better fulcrum to, to lever the, the, the Achilles up a touch more. Whereas I found in the sky plus off just one or two runs is I have to really hit past the plate. It, I do feel a lot more load on my posterior ankle um, when I wear the sky plus because it is a very superficial plate and it's not curved much either. Um, so I, that's why it feels a hell of a lot more comfortable with the heel pitch in it as well. So that the curve of the plate within the midsole probably is playing a role here in terms of changing what you're using to offload. Yeah, I reckon there was there was like a, um, a presentation. I don't think the paper was ever published, but on I think it was like internal Nike studies on the flat plate versus the curved plate they eventually went mm. with in the 4% and they found that that curved plate so in the forefoot when it dips down lower to the ground as opposed to staying superficial towards the foot that it it reduced the 
the load at the forefoot joints, mm. but it did in, didn't didn't increase load at the ankle. Whereas the flat plate mm. it shifted the load to the ankle. So that's exactly yep. what you're feeling with the sky. I yep. think it's probably the, in the sky. It's probably the combination of the superficial plate and the forefoot, yep. but also lower lower drop. So absolutely, so that, that's yep. why I think the edge would be a good prescription shoe for a kill, people with Achilles issues. It's higher drop and that plate's lower yep. at the forefoot. Mm. Look, that makes sense. I saw a post the other day, um, the doctors are running post where they talked about prescribing shoes relative to age change, like, you know, attributes of age. Oh, yeah, you know, that. so obviously with a runner becoming a little bit more risk of posterior calf injury and Achilles injury, um, just due to less absolute or relative strength, you know, shifting a person from a, a sky geometry to a edge geometry might be more sustainable for that runner for that purpose as well. Look, it's hard. It's hard. Once you start looking at all these super shoes, it's really tough to feel these things. But this is the only superficial plate shoe that I've had. And when I don't hit the rear foot, it feels brilliant. When I hit the rear foot, I feel like the shoe completely changes. So maybe the person's interaction with the ground and foot strike is hugely dependent on how that plate's going to react as well. Yeah. Cool. Well summed up. But yeah, so, still useful tools. Like, I mean, so like you mentioned the other day, Julian, that, you know, some people are prescribing, um, you know, super shoes potentially for people of, you know, 70, 80 years of age to offload midfoot and big toe away. But sometimes that's just not how it works. You know, if you put someone who's, you know, 60, 70 years of age with maybe is a bit unstable and you put a lot of shoe between their foot and the ground with a carbon plate, yeah, maybe the science suggests you offload that part of your foot, but they probably also fall over as well. So um, there's mm-hmm. a time and place for a shooter to be stiff from the midsole materials, like a Brooks Dyad, for example, which has a mild rocker in the forefoot to keep other popular and still offload things like big toe or forefoot joint pathology and midfoot pain as well. So, look, I, you know, you just can't be putting everyone into super shoes um, for the exact same purpose. We have shoes that have worked in that area previously as well. So... I think knowing knowing the range and the geometry of the shoe and, you know, whether it's a rocker attribute you're searching for, whether it's the plate itself, there's a time and place for one more than the other at a you know, different time compared to someone's pathology, but also age and what they want to look like as well. So you don't want, you know, you know Nana Spence walking around with, um, you know, a massive super shoe and things like that, um, which you might want a black leather shoe. And that's where a diet probably still does the job, right? How yeah, much diet, How much diet, should diet, you are you getting getting oldies in something like a, a Bondi? Oh, I mean, every day. It's one of our biggest mm. selling shoes. Like, mm. I think by the time that customer gets to the age where they are really unstable on their feet, mm. we're not we're not really seeing them come through the, the, our store. Um, Got it. So the majority, I'm going to say, the majority of Bondis we sell uh, to forty to sixty year olds as yep. walking shoes um, yep. or as, as a treatment tool for the, yep. for their injury. Um, yep. That's our, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. what we sell yeah. them for mainly. Yeah. Yeah. And a much safer option than pop, pop, popping them in a, in a super shoe. With super yeah. Soft and button. they come yeah. in a width. So it's most of these customers have sensitivities in their joints. So they, they need mm. a broader shoe, more generous toe box. So the new balance more wide, and the Hocker Bondi wide are yeah. two big, big sellers in this area. Um, we will eventually get the Glide Ride 3 in September that comes in a width. We've got the Endorphin yeah. Shift in a broad coming in, well, I'm going to say it's like mid-July, August maybe. So there's going mm. to be plenty of options in this area. Um, yep. It gives people 
a choice outside of Bondi? Look, in the glide ride, one of those examples of when you place a rocket sold shoe on, that one feels the most pronounced, I would say, out of all of them. And so often I find that an older population perhaps gravitate away from that because it just feels too foreign to what they've ever experienced before. And so the Bondi doesn't feel that foreign. It feels like you're a long way off the ground, but it's probably a little bit... Yeah. You know, they don't they don't feel like they're being rolling forward, for example. They actually have to work to do that. Whereas the glide ride, you just put it on, you fall forward, and it rockers you forward instantly. So there's very few shoes like that. The super comp trainer's a little bit like that as well, perhaps. You don't want to feel unstable like you've rocked backwards when you're standing as mm. well. So yep. occasionally can feel that in the Bondi. Don't feel that as much in the more. Very true. Yeah. But the more the more dramatically changed over time as well it's become much more compliant underfoot soft underfoot and it's become i think it becomes softer again next year it's not even really a rocker sole it might be a rocker sole but it becomes a really segmented rear foot so it's going to be a very plush shoe i don't think it's going to be a treatment shoe anymore mm, yeah that's mm. right that's what we're seeing yep. but there, there there is actually a um there is going to be a replacement coming from new balance first mm. half of the year very yep. cool very yep, cool. cool. Uh, like, one, it's I've never been excited about a shoe like this type of shoe before. It's basically a walking shoe. Um, okay. I won't give it away because it's pretty fun. All right. Cool. We will stay tuned. So I reckon that covers everything. Oh, Hall of Fame shoe. Who had that this oh, week? Oh, damn. Look, Tom, come on. You can do this on the spot. I don't you have, don't even yeah, need to run for this, Tom. Huh? You don't even need to run to answer this. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any shoes with me. Um, don't need it. You don't need it. You can just tell me a whole uh, same shoe. Uh, surely, know, I was always going to go. I was always going to go straight to the Mayfly for this. <laughs> mm. Explain the Mayfly for people. We always talk Ex- about the Mayfly. Explain, expl- explain the Mayfly because some people don't. Well, the kids that I coach and all the guys I coach would not even know what this shoe is. What is a? They That's won't even sad. know what a Mayfly is. So very sad that people don't know about the Mayfly. That's why I wish I had the shoe mm. here to show it. Um, mm. It was basically. I, I can't remember what year it came out. Um, early, mid, early two thousands. Um, two thousand eight? No, before 2000, 2006, maybe. Um, it was basically so the marketing around it was like we're going to bring out a shoe that is so minimal and so lightweight that only lasts pretty much race day and then disintegrates. So uh, <laughs> the may, a mayfly is an, a, an insect that like lives for a day or something. So that's why they called it mm. the mayfly. Mm. Um, and it was, yeah, basically it was just like a, um, uh, a thin slab of EVA, moderately soft, and it had a, like a parachute type upper, like very minimal mm. upper. Um, so I actually used to wear that, what, yeah, wear it a size small because it was like such a soft and minimal upper. You, you can mm. just wrap like a glove. It was pretty much like a glove on your foot. And, did, you run, um, did you run your first Melbourne marathon in it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was... And it was extremely lightweight, so it was like lighter than all the other. It was like I think 140, 140 something grams. Mm. It was a bit like the Asics Piranha at the yeah, time, it was. like very minimal type shoe, very lightweight. Um, but more, it was more cushion than the Piranha. That's why I liked it. Mm. it had a little, like a touch of cush. Um, yeah, just a phenomenal shoe, just lightweight. Just like just the fact that it was so light, but had a little bit of cush to it. I found the cushion to weight was pretty was pretty good, even though it wasn't cushioned compared to a super shoe, but it was just so lightweight. Um, but yeah, having said that, um, I'd wore it for, I think a couple of halves, um, 
before I did the marathon and I got to like, mm. and they were fine for the halves, but in the mm. marathon I got to 23K and my feet started to hurt. <laughs> um, And then one year later um, was my Fukuoka marathon uh, and the first time I did that and that was in the the 4%. Mm. And so I had that polarizing experience and I I don't think I could, you could never go back to racing a marathon in in that sort of shoe. But at the time, I I loved that shoe. That was actually at the time I was just after the marathon, I was um, trying to get a hold of of another lunar racer because the next marathon I was going to do was going to be in a lunar racer just for that fact that I just needed a little bit more cushion than the Mayfly for the full. Would the Mayfly had, you could send it back after you'd worn it out. Was that right? Was it like the upper was recyclable material? Was that right? I don't don't think so, but it came with like a warning tag. It was like, do not run past 100 kilometers. So it had like a a, a K limit on it and it was like 100K. So it was like, they told you not to run more than 100K in this shoe. Instantly explodes on the spot when it goes past 100Ks. Yeah. You've seen that dumb runner. um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Uh, that's good. Uh, well, it's good to catch up, guys. So hopefully more running from all of us this next month. And, uh, yeah, next next uh, when we get to talk about the ASICs, uh, Meta Speed Sky. And you've got the edge as well, Tommy. So you'll be the comparison. I'll have to start that's running. Good. Yeah. All right. All, all right, right, guys. Cheers, boys. Have a good week. Sounds good. See you, guys. See ya. Doesn't matter if it don't come back.